Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. The elections are over, and we have the results. Summit baseball players post racist Halloween photo. Christmas time is just around the corner and who decorates their home better than anyone? Stay tuned. We have the answer. Jonathan Dodd, what's coming up in sports today? Three MISD football teams move on while two team seasons come to a close. Coming up in the features section. I'm Dennis Webb, and in today's science segment, astronomers discover a new black hole. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Beth Steinke, and today we are going to take a deep dive into creating community in your neighborhood. Stay tuned to the Mansfield Real Estate Report to learn more. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that may have you looking forward to your next movie night. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with Texas Health Hospital CEO, Kenneth Rose. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, I'm Kezia valdez Ferrar, Mansfield ISD School Board Trustee, Place 4, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. The ballots have been cast and counted, yet Tuesday's Election Day results were posted after our weekly deadline. So we invite you to visit our website, aboutmansfield.com, for complete election results. Just click on the Local Campaigns tab. Again, that's aboutmansfield.com. A racially offensive photo was posted on social media Halloween week that was believed to have originated from members of the Summit High School baseball team. It is now being investigated by the Mansfield ISD. The photo shows a white male teen standing over a kneeling black teen with a noose around his neck. The text that accompanied the photo was equally offensive, too offensive to broadcast. On behalf of the school district, Associate Superintendent of Communications Donald Williams stated on Friday that, quote, we were made aware today of a picture that was taken by Summit High School students that portrays racially insensitive language and offensive imagery. The photo was taken by the students on campus and later shared with other students and on social media. This type of behavior violates the core values of our campus and school district and will not be be tolerated, end quote. 
Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu followed up with, quote, the actions of these students are completely unacceptable and do not convey the values of Mansfield ISD or Summit High School. Any students determined to be using their words, behavior, or social media to bully, demean, or alienate other students or groups of students will face discipline according to the Student Code of Conduct, end quote. Campus administrators are still investigating the photo. The students have been identified and confirmed as members of the Summit High School baseball team. The question comes up every year as to who decorates their house the best for, for Christmas time. And the answer is usually the same. It is the Mansfield Women's Club annual holiday tour of homes. And with us on the telephone to talk about it is the fundraiser chairperson for the Mansfield Women's Club. Kathleen Powers, welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you. Tell us about the tour of homes and how exciting this event is going to be. Well, we're really excited to once again be back out there. We did tour of homes last year. Obviously, the year of COVID took us out, but we're back and better than ever. We have six beautifully decorated homes that are all in Mansfield, and everyone is excited and ready to get started with the holiday spirit and get the holidays going. How are the homes chosen? Is, and is there a, a theme with each of the homes? There's not really a theme. You'll find some houses that go over the top in decorating just because the homeowner is that way. And then you'll find some more simplistic, uh, maybe more contemporary. There's not really a theme per se. We uh, ask for do- donors within the uh, community and these ladies and their family uh, offer their houses up for us to use. And then we go through the process and they get started. And right now they're all probably decorating, if not already decorated. You said there are six homes. Do the people who want to tour these homes, do they just hop in their car and go from home to home or is there transportation provided? There's no transportation provided. Um, You will buy a ticket, and on the ticket, it will show you the addresses and the names and a picture of the home. And then on the back of the ticket, it's a trifold type ticket, it shows a map of where these homes are, and they can be toured in whatever sequence you want. So just hop in the car, and you head on out to house number three and maybe jump to house number five. Correct. How does uh, how does one get their uh, themselves a ticket to the annual holiday tour of homes? The tickets are available at Tom Thumb in Mansfield. They're available at Ford Wine Bar. They're available at Merle Norman, and then also you can go on our website, which is MansfieldWomen'sClub.com, and you'll get those online. Or you can call me at eight one seven nine three two two three two nine. And again, it's Sunday, December 4th from 1 to 5 p.m. Correct. Six homes all throughout Mansfield that are the most decorated for Christmas homes that you will ever see. $25 per person. And uh, again, go ahead and give the uh, uh, how, how they can get a hold of tickets. Okay. The tickets are available at Tom Thumb in Mansfield. They're available at Ford. They're available at Merle Norman. And then also you can go on our website, which is mansfieldwomensclub.com, and you'll get those online. Or you can call me at 817-932-2329. The only thing I do want to emphasize is this is only an adult event. 
uh, no children under 12, and we are not capable of handling handicapped because obviously these are private homes, so we can't handle um, any of those needs. It's Mansfield Women's Club fundraiser chairperson Kathleen Powers, and uh, we'll see you on uh, December 4th. We'll see you then. Incidentally, proceeds from the tour of homes benefit the health, welfare, and education of women, children, and families in our area. The Mansfield Women's Club has donated over $940,000 to other area nonprofits since 1999 through their annual fundraisers. The Timberview football team ends its regular season with perfection. Let's head on over to the sports desk. Here's Jonathan Dodd. That's right, Steve. The Timberview Wolves were able to complete the season without a loss, going 8-0 in district play and 10-0 overall with a huge win over Dallas Adams, 65-6. They now take that undefeated record into the playoffs. They will start their march to the championship versus the 6-4 Heritage Coyotes at Vernon Newsom Stadium Friday night at 7. The Mansfield Tigers weren't able to continue their winning ways versus the DeSoto Eagles. They lose 28-16 in a tough road matchup. The offense struggled versus a good Eagles defense, grounding out only two touchdowns in the loss. Mansfield wraps up their regular season with a 7-3 record. They now enter the playoffs facing a tough opponent in the 9-1 Harker Heights Knights. That game is Friday night at 7 o'clock in Harker Heights. Mansfield Summit is also playoff bound. They do drop their last game versus Ennis by a field goal 30-27, but now set their sights on last year's champion South Oak Cliff Friday night at Kincaid Stadium in Dallas. The Legacy Broncos close out their season with a loss to Duncanville 42-6. The Broncos were not able to score until the fourth quarter when senior Connor Parlin carried one across the goal line for the lone touchdown of the night. The Broncos finished the year with a 3-7 record and were 1-6 in district play. And the Lake Ridge Eagles go out on a win over Cedar Hill 35-13. Sophomore Kenan Miller had four touchdowns in the final game of the season for the Eagles. They wrap things up with a 4-6 record on the year. This week's highs and lows of Texas high school football, Marble Falls Faith and Temple Holy Trinity put the scorekeeper to work with a final score of 119-70. And for the low score, the game featuring Stratford versus Stinnett West Texas had the scorekeeper struggling to stay awake with a final score of 2 to nothing. And we had a tie for the goose egg of the week as both Spring Westfield and Geronimo Navarro beat their opponents 74 to nothing. Reporting from the About Mansfield Sports Desk, I'm Jonathan Dodd. Thank you, Jonathan. We love getting feedback from the community. And if you have a comment about the show, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can reach us by email at news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just before we get into our National Day of segment, if you are listening on Thursday, November 10th, we'd like to extend a happy 247th birthday to the United States Marine Corps. It was on this day in in 1775 that the Corps was born out of a Philadelphia tavern during the American Revolutionary War. On behalf of the entire About Mansfield news team, happy birthday, Marines, and thank you for your service. That especially includes my son-in-law, Austin Harrington, who has a year and a half of service under his belt. Austin, we'll see you for Thanksgiving. And of course, Friday is Veterans Day, so what do you say we all take the day off and hug a veteran for their service to our country? 
Monday, November 14th is National Pickle Day, which pays homage to the tart, sometimes sweet and even spicy pickle. Every year on November 14th, pickle lovers pop open pecks of their preferred preserved pickle, be it dill, gherkin, brined, kosher dill, Polish, Hungarian, lime, bread and butter, Swedish and Danish, or perhaps... Best Maid's Bloody Mary Pickle. The term pickle comes from the Dutch word pekel, which means brine. Locally, the city of Mansfield is known as the pickle capital of Texas and is home to the world's only pickle parade and palooza, which happens every March in downtown. In the United States, just about everything can be pickled, which begs the question, Colleen, there are pickled herring, pickled pig's feet, pickled carrots, jalapenos, onions, but instead of being called pickled cucumbers... Why are they simply just called pickles? I have a question for you, Steve. Okay. Who decided toast was toasted bread and everything else was to be referred to as toasted fill in the blank? Good question. Is it the same person that decided that fries are fried potatoes and everything else is fried blank? Now you're just being plain silly. Let's check the seven-day weather forecast with Colleen, who rarely, if ever, is in a pickle. Steve, I just prefer to keep my pickles private. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We're starting off unseasonably warm this week, but Thursday night we're going to have a cold front come through that's going to bring us about a 20% chance of rain and it's going to drop our temperatures. We're looking at a high Wednesday of 81, a high Thursday of 80, a high Friday of 60, Saturday 55, Sunday 57, Monday 56, and Tuesday 55. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers be turned off this week. Thanks to recent rainstorms, our lawns have received enough water for the week. If you're starting to make a list of holiday gifts, consider a new sprinkler controller with conservation features, rain and freeze sensors, soil moisture meter, and rain gauge that can all be accessed from your smartphone. Along with weekly watering advice, these tools will help you efficiently manage your outdoor water use. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. As always, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust 
Methodist. Congratulations to D. Lemzer, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What title did Chris Burkett hold on the day of his retirement? D. knew that Mr. Burkett retired in 2016 as our assistant city manager. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, in last week's features section, roving science reporter Dennis Webb talked about a meteoroid that recently slammed into Mars. Dennis also left us with this week's trivia question. Dennis? This week's question, what is the difference between a meteoroid and a meteorite? Think you know the answer? Email it to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, Dennis? What is the difference between a meteoroid and a meteorite? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is Daryl Perez, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb is exploring a new black hole. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. Black holes are an enigma, originally a theoretical consequence that arises from Einstein's general relativity discovered in 1916. Though the notion of a celestial body so dense that light could not escape it had been considered before. 
Black holes were a theoretical notion until the 1960s when they were finally thought to be physically possible, and the first one was found in 1971. This discovery, involving multiple independent discoverers, identified the black hole now called Cygnus X-1. We now know that supermassive black holes are at the center of many large galaxies, like our own Milky Way galaxy, but the physics allow smaller, star-sized black holes that are a lot harder to find. This past week, astronomers working together from several different institutions identified a newly discovered nearby black hole in mutual orbit with a sun-like star. New information from the orbiting Gaia Observatory identified slight motion of the visible star that could only be caused by a massive, invisible companion. The researchers were able to rule out any other possible kinds of objects for the invisible companion. So you got a black hole. Astronomical science relies on a lot of this kind of indirect evidence, and rarely works on direct observations of the sort, oh, we wrestled with a big hairy beast, got a sample of its hair, and it's a Bigfoot. You don't get to reach out and wrestle with a black hole. You would not want to, as you can't come back, even if you could get there. The Gaia Space Observatory is uniquely prepared to make these kind of discoveries. It was designed to measure brightness, spectrograms, position, distance, and motions of almost 2 billion stars in our galaxy to a very high precision, and also measure any variations over time. The massive survey is designed to produce the most accurate map of stars in our galaxy and, incidentally, precision measurements of the motions of asteroids in our solar system. This is useful for planetary defense. The huge camera uses 106 imaging ships and produces 40 gigabytes of information each day it operates. Over its planned five-year life, this adds up to 73 terabytes. That's a lot of data. The massive data set is released to anybody on the planet, so astronomers comb through the haystack looking for their particular needles, as did the researchers who discovered this black hole. Fifty years ago, this needle search involved graduate students pouring through hundreds of pictures, but computers are now the tool for searching these haystacks. The Gaia Space Observatory was designed and built by the European Space Agency, called ESA. It was launched on a Russian rocket from Kourou in French Guiana near the equator in 2013. Launching from the equator allows a given rocket the ability to carry more weight to space than other locations. ESA built this launch site starting in 1968, and it was eventually the prime launch site for their own Ariane rockets. The partnership with Russia started in 2011, but ended with the Russian invasion of Ukraine earlier this year. Russia has withdrawn from most of its international space partnerships. The International Space Station is one of the last remaining international space partnerships that includes Russia. Complicated. Gaia was sent far past the moon's orbit to the Lagrange Point 2, a place where spaceships can go and stay in a small area. This is because gravity of the sun and the earth are in balance. This is the same place the James Webb Telescope floats around. Fun fact, the Webb Telescope was also launched from the same launch site in French Guiana on a giant Ariane 5 rocket, not a Russian Soyuz rocket. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Angel Biasati is here, shining a light on Breast Cancer Awareness Month in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Being diagnosed with breast cancer can be scary and unfamiliar. Fortunately, patients at Methodist Mansfield have Michelle Farrell, a breast cancer survivor and nurse navigator, to help guide them through the challenges. Michelle says is part of helping others as she shares her experience with the patients, providing advice and emotional support. 
About 250,000 women are diagnosed with breast cancer each year. It's important not to skip your annual mammogram. The stage at which breast cancer is detected influences your survival rate. Doctors use a process called staging to diagnose cancer and determine how far it has developed. Some patients may require stronger treatments like chemotherapy or radiation early on because staging indicators suggest their cancers are more aggressive. A common misconception is that removing both breasts with a double mastectomy will prevent cancer from returning. A double mastectomy can reduce the risk of cancer, but there are no guarantees that cancer will never return to the chest or another part of the body. There are multiple risk factors linked to breast cancer. Many are beyond our control, including genetic mutations, aging, and reproductive history. There are also environmental components to consider, smoking, being overweight, after menopause, and not being physically active. If there is a risk factor you're concerned about, it's best to speak with your physician about it. Mammograms go a long way for early detection and diagnosis. Don't delay. Schedule your annual screening today at 214-933-7200, option 1. I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Buying or selling? Realtor Beth Steinke always has great information with the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth? There is a Chinese proverb that says, anyone can buy a good house, but good neighbors are priceless. The National Association of Realtors notes that Americans live in their home an average of 10 years. That's a really long time to live somewhere and not have great relationship with your neighbors. When we moved to Mansfield, we didn't know anyone. We made a very conscious decision to work hard to create a close-knit community, to know our neighbors well, and to have a network of people that looked out for each other. Today, I'm going to give you the blueprint that we use to create a wonderful community inside our neighborhood. First and foremost, you're going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting when you start this. It will be slow going at first, and you'll need to have realistic expectations as you approach this journey to have a close community that goes beyond a smile and a wave when you see your neighbor. I was lucky when we bought our home that someone had already created a neighborhood Facebook page. Love it or hate it, Facebook offers you an opportunity to have a seamless and cost-free way to build an online community. Again, it will take a bit of heavy lifting to move it from that online world to the real world in a day and age when we pull into our garages, shut the door, and don't come back out until morning. Obviously, that's an exaggeration for some, but definitely not for all. From your online community, you'll want to create opportunities for connection. We started with opening up a monthly coffee and conversation meetup. We would get one or two people each time. Certainly not a roaring success when you consider we had about 300 homes in the neighborhood. But then we branched out to breakfast at a local eatery and other fun events. And then the magic started to happen. Someone said, hey, I'd like to start a book club. And someone else said, hey, I'd like to host a potluck or a block party. And from there, we created the unofficial social committee. You'll definitely find that there'll be a core group of people who make things happen. They always attend when they can, and they'll help with whatever's needed. In fact, that same core group from six or seven years ago is still making things happen for the neighborhood today. Lean into those folks. Talk about your community goals and get buy-in. Once you have your posse, you'll be set to begin the true journey to a tight-knit community. Today, we have an official social committee with annual events that are well-attended, a thriving online community, and the best result of all, we have a community that looks after each other. 
We mourn together when there are losses. You will definitely not go hungry when you lose a loved one in this neighborhood. We rally together when there are hardships. We've done drive-by parades or gift card drives to provide encouragement to the families. And we celebrate successes, graduations, weddings, new babies. Here are the key takeaways. Start or join a community Facebook group. Plan a play date for the kids. Host a coffee or a wine night at your home. Plan a community-wide event. Host a dinner party. Inform neighbors when you'll be having a party and, of course, extend an invitation. Attend an event that someone else is hosting. You never know where your next best friend is going to come from, and it could be right next door. So now let's get into the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update for this week. As of Tuesday, November 8th, there are 129 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes this week range from 200,000, with the list topping out at nearly 2 million. No real changes there from last week. Last week, 19 homes sold in Mansfield at an average sales price of 590,000. That's skewed a bit high this week because of a $2 million property that sold. But sales numbers are remaining stable in Mansfield. I would certainly love to hear about the things you are doing in your neighborhood to create community. Email me at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is mixing caramel, salt, and bourbon in the cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the Caramel Pop Old Fashioned. Today is week five of my fall-inspired cocktails, and today is another take on an old-fashioned. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and the instructions on how to make this cocktail at home and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients. Really very, very simple. Two ounces of your favorite bourbon. You're going to need a half ounce of Ghirardelli sea salt caramel sauce or any other premium caramel sauce. I recently stumbled across a bourbon-infused caramel sauce that I bought at a local fair. I can't find it anywhere else. But again, anytime you say caramel sauce and bourbon, you've got my attention. And then the last thing you're going to need is a couple of um, dashes of bitters. To make the cocktail, you're going to take all the ingredients and put it into a mixing glass. Mixing glass is different than a shaker glass. A shaker, you're going to put top on and shake to combine with a mixing glass. You're going to put all the ingredients in, fill with ice, take your nice long spoon, and stir it vigorously until everything has been ingrained. That caramel sauce needs to break down in the bourbon and the bitters as well. Again, whatever bitters you want, my Personal preference is a chicory pecan bitter, but certainly an orange or a traditional pecans or um, Angostura bitters will also fit in. And then you're going to garnish with sea salt toffee popcorn and a salted rim. We're going to put this in a double old-fashioned glass, again, with that one large ice cube. You can certainly buy sea salt caramel popcorn commercially to pair with this cocktail as you're sitting there thinking about what are you going to give all those nice kids in the neighborhood this year. But if you want to, on Bourbon Gospel, I'm actually going to include a recipe to make your own at home. I've done this at home. It's always a big hit. It's always much, much better and fresher than any of those commercial brands. So if you're interested in that recipe, it will be posted in this segment on Bourbon Gospel. As always, I want to hear your take and your input. You can reach out to me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain, and you're not. Hi, I'm Megan Sutton, owner of Shane Boy's Craft Hawaiian Grinds, 
and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And for those who regularly listen to the podcast, you know that I love having people into the studio uh, to talk about what they do in the community. And one of those people uh, is in the studio right now. He is the CEO of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, which is down there on Lone Star Road. You can see it from 287. Actually, not only from 287, you can see it from all over the place. And it's Kenneth Rose. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you, Steve. I'm excited to be here. You did come in about three weeks ago, back when Cellmark, which is where our studio is located, Cellmark hosted the Texas Manufacturing uh, Conference, yeah, T Mac. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the A and the C stand for. The <laughs> I don't Assistant know. Center. Oh, really? Yes, the Texas oh. Manufacturing Assistant Center. And uh, learned it, something today. So the uh, so you came in. We talked for about ten minutes, and I thought, you know. I need to have Kenneth in for the the full blown interview to find out <laughs> to, to find out who he is and, and where he came from and and uh, and and where's he going. So um, uh, again, welcome welcome to the show. Thank you. And let me say, Steve, you are a legend. Thank you. I last minute called you, said my whole day schedule has changed. Can I move the time I'm coming in? And you accommodated me and. Not only did you let me come on your show, but you even yeah. let me be a diva. So thank you. Well, yeah, well, I, I, I understand you do have a very important meeting this afternoon, and we are are going to be respectful of that time. And yeah, we 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 bumped it up a little bit, but that's appreciate you. Just, uh, you are the CEO of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, but let's go back in time. Oh, absolutely. All right, where's Kenneth Rose from? Oh, the year was 1985. 1985. A, a lovely spring. Um, I was born, Ick, actually, in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, I cannot stand the Crimson Tide now. Yeah. <laughs> because shortly after I was born, we moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, probably when I was about six months old, and spent most of my life in Chattanooga. And I was the type of kid that thought... Chattanooga was the entire world, yeah. so that was the only place you lived, and that's where I'd spend my life, and I loved it, so I didn't mind. Is this why your cell phone has an Alabama prefix? It's, uh, it's actually East Tennessee. Oh. 423. Okay. Yeah, same same number since when I was a teenager, probably. But uh, yeah, so grew up there in Chattanooga, and my family was from there, and I went to undergraduate there at Southern Adventist University, and... Got a degree in management and entrepreneurship and thought that I wanted to, I worked all through college for some financial advisors mm -hmm. at Ameriprise Financial and just thought, yep, I can do that and live in Chattanooga. But the day after graduation, I realized I didn't want to do that. So suddenly was struck with a dilemma Yeah, because the other thing I had done a couple of months before I graduated was I had moved out of my parents' house. Uh, into renting a room with some buddies of mine who bought a house and told my dad, look, I won't be the guy who lives in your basement until I'm 35. I'm going <laughs> to get started. I'm going to, and he said, great, go do it. So um, that became a problem when I didn't have a job right after college. So I actually uh, worked on a farm, went to go work on a farm oh, nice. during the day and would shoot home, shower, change. And then I would go work at a gym, uh, the midnight shift at a gym. Um, 
obviously by my physique, not lifting, just sitting at the front desk <laughs> and uh, checking people in. But, you know, that type of a, a work grind, it's good for you. It teaches mm -hmm. you how to work hard, but it also motivates you to figure out how to do something different. You've given us the Reader's Digest of who you are. <laughs> Let's go back to Chattanooga and uh, elementary school. Mm. And maybe even into junior high or get, getting into high school. Uh, did, did you play sports? I did a little bit. Um, not competitive sports. Okay. But when I was in the fifth grade, my brother asked my grandfather to teach him how to play golf. Nice. And, you know, fifth grade, golf's not anything I want to do. That's for old people. Um, so my brother, who's younger even, he and my grandfather, I'll never forget, I was sitting on the couch, looking over the back of the couch out of this big glass window we had in our front. And my brother and my grandfather are hitting these wiffle balls in the front yard. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, well, I'm not doing anything. And maybe I'll wander out there and just dabble a little bit and see. And sure enough, hooked. Oh, is it, so golf since, is golf's a great sport. Since the fifth grade, it's been my passion. I love it. Love it. Um, got the chance to play in high school and uh, didn't play competitively in college. But have just always, every job I had since I turned 13, I started to caddy, and it was golf jobs oh, until nice. college. What's your low score? Um, 71, one under. 71, mm -hmm. nice. That was years ago. It would be, I could not do it today. I <laughs> I shot a 78 once. Oh. Once. but And it's the only time I've hit in the 70s. Oh. But it was... But, but still, I read a statistic about, um, it's this astronomical number of people who play golf that will never break... 90 uh -huh. or 80. It's something, 10% will only break 100. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the yeah. numbers get just crazy once you go lower than that of people that never will. And so. it was one of those situations where uh, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm having the round of my life. <laughs> and, and, and you don't realize it. it. Going into number 18, I, I was like, okay, all I have to do is par this hole <laughs> for a 79. Oh, Oh, and I, and I, I know how this story ends. And uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm on the green in two. All I need to do is two putt and walk away with a 79. No, I... I, I Drano. It was, it, yeah, it was fun. That was a <laughs> awesome. great, great round. I will never, never forget it. I've been in the 70s once, uh, but, but one <laughs> under. What's your favorite golf course you've played? Man, I've gotten to play so many good ones because I used to go on annual golf trips. Yeah. And it just takes you, I, I mean, I played in all sorts of states. I'd say the best golf I've played, though, was in New Zealand. Nice. Um, I played a place in New Zealand, a, a Jack Nicholas design that was a really fun place. And it's interesting when you play in a place like that. So on one of the holes, there were these kind of old stone fences mm -hmm. that were literally keeping sheep in. <laughs> so it's just like, wow, where am I right now? This is, but it was unreal. The views and um, that was probably the most picturesque wow. round I played. Coming from Alabama, have you played the Robert Trent Jones Trail? A few of them. Okay. A few of them. The only one I really remember that was super memorable was The Judge. Have you ever played The Judge? Which city? Oh, man, I don't remember. But mm. it's like, there's like The Judge, The Senator, and The... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The one I play, I've only played one. It was in Mobile. And I don't remember the name of oh, it. Oh, you don't remember the name. But um, my wife was attending a conference in, in New Orleans. Mm. And, and she said, you know, it's Thursday or whatever day it was. I'm going to be in conference all day. 
So I got up at like five in the morning. I drove from New Orleans to Mobile. How far is that? About four hours. Wow. Eh, maybe three hours, three, four hours. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Just to play this course, the Robert Trent Jones, you know, he, he, he tremendous golf course architect. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, yeah. do you think that you think it's the best you've ever played? Um, no, no. Tory Pines is probably. Oh, oh, yeah. I've not played Tory, but Tory used to be my home course. I'm from really? San Diego. I'm from San Diego. Holy smokes! Took, home course Tory Pines. Took lessons, private lessons from uh, a guy. We we actually we traded services. I love bartering. <laughs> I love bartering. I love bartering. <laughs> And I provided a service for this golf pro, and this golf pro provided uh, private lessons for me at Torrey Pines. Whoa. He'd come to me and go, hey, we'll, uh, we only have a, a threesome uh, today. We're going out here in about 20 minutes. Do you want to join us? Do I want to join you to play Torrey Pines for, for free? <laughs> for free. Yeah, I think I can. Whoa. Yeah. I've, so, um, so is it as hard as they say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. That's not where I shot 78. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, where'd you go to high school? I actually went to Baylor School. It's a prep school that's there in Chattanooga. And um, interesting years. High school's an interesting time. Yeah. Gosh, my word. Uh, but it was fun. Met a lot of great people and... What uh, prep school? So they have a homecoming. Do they have a prom? Do they like typical? All the stuff. Yeah, all the stuff. Yeah, it was. It's a pretty good sized school. Do you um, remember your prom? I don't. You don't. It's funny. I don't either. I don't. <laughs> it's, it, although if if you mentioned you mentioned 1985, so that's the, the year you were born. It is okay. Mm. Uh, I'm. I've got a few more years on you. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't remember my prom. I don't remember who I took. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where it was. Yeah. But yeah, that seems to be the, the common theme that, yeah. that no one cares about their prom. Well, uh, in high school, you know, it's such a big deal to you when you're in it and you're going through it and trying to figure it out. And and then you just realize like, oh, it's over now. And I guess it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> it, yeah. It was just, I, I do remember we, uh, we, we, we triple dated, so three couples. Oh. We went out to dinner somewhere, and then we went to the prom. Yeah, we went to some <clears> restaurant, <throat> but um, yeah. Yeah, that was eons ago. <laughs> um, so East Tennessee, let's go back to that cell phone thing. Were yeah, you, did yeah. you live in East Tennessee? Yeah, so so I was born in Huntsville, Alabama, but we moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, I mean, six months after I was born. Okay. So I lived my whole life in Tennessee. Which is why I'm a volunteer, and is why I don't like the Crimson Tide, so on and so forth. <laughs> it's why I'm a big Kenny Chesney fan. Nice. Because uh, he used to play, uh, US 101, he used to play on the radio, like acoustic stuff when he wasn't, he wasn't Kenny Chesney. And I just remember as a kid, like, who is this guy um, playing on the radio? And So you knew of his music before he came, yeah, became famous? Before he became Kenny, Kenny Chesney, yeah. So he wasn't that big of a Chesney's not his real last name? Well, it, it, it is. Might, it is. But before but, he became... Kenny, Kenny Chesney. Chesney. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Before anybody knew who that was, he was playing in little uh, little places in East Tennessee. And um, so I'm a big Morgan Whalen fan. He's an East Tennessee guy too. He's okay. a little bit further north, like near Knoxville. I've got friends like that. that live in uh, Kingsport. Have yeah. you been out there, Kingsport, and then kind of Bri driven through it, Bristol. That yeah. that area. The, the what do they call it? The Tri Cities uh, yep. Tri Cities Airport. Yeah. Um, Beautiful, beautiful country up there. Yeah. 
Where'd you go to college? Southern Adventist University. It's just outside of Chattanooga. And I lived at home and went to undergrad and did a degree in management and entrepreneurship. And uh, enjoyed the time. Do you do you feel that that because a lot of people go to go they get their they get their undergrad degree and it has nothing to do with their current career. <laughs> My wife's degree in, in included. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that your undergrad degree led you to where you are today? But no, <clears throat> it brought along the opportunity for an internship that yeah. led to my career today. I did an internship with our company back in my summer between junior and senior year and enjoyed that. And actually, it, that story at the beginning of me working at a farm and at a gym, when I realized I had to stop that and get a real job, I called the people that I did my internship with and said, do you have any jobs that don't require you to work um, 18 hours a day? Hmm. And uh, so they invited me to our interview for this training program that they had, a residency, they call it. And so sure enough, I was very fortunate to get that opportunity because I wasn't the brightest bulb in the shed in undergrad. So for them to... I was going to ask you, were you a good student? I wasn't. No. Undergrad, I wasn't. Okay. No, I struggled and uh, made it through though and graduated on time and with a decent GPA, but not great. Yeah. And did the internship, worked hard at the internship, and I think they appreciated that about me and got the other opportunity to be in their training program. And I'll never forget it, Steve. I was being interviewed. I'm 20, 23, maybe, 20, 22, 23 when I'm interviewing. Yeah. So I don't know very much about anything, right? <laughs> so I'm interviewing with these executives and, you know, because they're kind of see, or they want people who are the pedigree of being future leaders. And I'll never forget, I sat in front of this one guy who's since retired from our company, <laughs> but he sat down and he's looking at my resume and he said, so why would I hire somebody with your GPA? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you know, when you, also when you're 22 or 23, you feel, you feel kind of invincible. So it's like, oh, it's, I can answer that question. And yeah. I gave him some answer about, look, I'm going to work hard and I learned a lot in undergrad and I'll bring it to the work world. And I, I was, uh, when... About that same age, I, I go up for an interview in a in a radio station for an executive producer. Oh, wow. And um, no, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. <laughs> executive producer. Wow. Um, and the the program director started asking me questions that I said, well, okay, hang on a second. I actually reached in my pocket and I pulled out notes. Oh, wow. And he looks at me and goes, you... Uh, you brought notes. I said, "Oh, because he was. Oh, he was asking about current day news items. What are <laughs> what are some news items that are happening right now that you think would be related to <clears throat> talk show?" And and uh, I go, "Well, hang on a second. Let me get out the headlines." And, <laughs> and, and I had written them down out in the parking lot before they that. Um, wow! I wrote down these these headlines, and I thought, "Well, yeah, I think these are very important topics." And he goes. You made notes? I said, yeah, they're right here. And I did not get the job. <laughs> well, you came prepared, though. I, yeah. There's something to be said for that. You came it's, prepared. So I, what, am I supposed to have this off the top of my head? No. So uh, a decent GPA is, uh, <laughs> Kenneth Rose had. That's right. Um, all right. So why would someone hire Kenneth Rose with a decent GPA? You know... 
what I really uh, equate it to is the people who vouched for me. I mean, the yeah. people that I did my internships with and my parents raised me to be very respectful and to be a hard worker. And the people in the internship, I think, realized that about me. And they saw something in me that uh, who knows if they were right or not, but they saw <laughs> it. And that's ultimately what I believe gave me the, the opportunity. And, you know, I believe being a Christian that, you know, the steps and the path are, they're ordained and they're laid out and they don't always make sense. Yeah. But you just, you show up, you work hard and you keep moving forward and good things happen over time. The, the, the internship was in the medical field or? Uh... It was, it was, it was uh, <clears throat> at what we call, we used to call Florida Hospital in Orlando. And now it's called Advent Health Orlando because we went through a brand change. But yeah, I spent 12 weeks in Orlando, which was exciting and fun as a kid from Chattanooga, not ever leaving Chattanooga really. And I think they paid us 12 bucks an hour and they paid for our housing. <laughs> so I felt rich. Yeah. And uh, it was five guys in a two bedroom, one bathroom house. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> okay. And it... it Knowing that Texas Health Hospital is an Advent hospital, so you you literally your internship has led you you you've been with the same company the entire time about fifteen years. So yeah. so I finished that training program. Oh, so it was two years in Orlando. Yeah, I went to grad school at night and worked during the day in this training program. Finished the grad school in two years, and then you apply out of state. And so I applied to Chicago. Oh, I got I matched in Chicago and Texas, uh, Colleen, Texas. And I wasn't married at the time. And one of the ladies in HR said, "Look, it, you probably won't find a wife in Colleen. You may want to go to Chicago." It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. And sure enough, I did meet my wife in Chicago huh. and finished my training program there. And did a few different jobs while I was in Chicago for six years with our our four hospitals there. And then was given the opportunity to interview for a job at Hughley Hospital in Burleson. Okay. So my wife and I moved here in 2016, worked at Burleson for a couple of years. And while I was there, Texas Health Resources based in Arlington was just started this partnership with Advent Health, which is based in Orlando. Okay. So our hospital is a JV hospital where Texas Health Resources and Advent Health both own. For those who don't know what JV is. Joint venture. Joint venture. Because I was yeah. thinking sports, junior, junior <laughs> varsity. Right. Okay, okay. And I thought, oh, it's it's the little hospital that could. Uh, no, joint venture. Joint venture. Okay. So it's about a 50-50 partnership. Gotcha. Where, you know, we have about 52 hospitals in nine states in Abbott Health. Mm -hmm. But in Texas, we only have four. And part of what helps healthcare systems in different states is having scale. So having multiple hospitals helps when you're part of a system. So Texas Health Resources, strong company, about 15 or 16 hospitals here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, became our partner in 2012. And I joined that. Mm -hmm. And we built... Texas Health Mansfield together as partners. Nice. I know that there are Texas Health resources around town, uh, clinics. Uh, in, in fact, my my GP is through mm. Texas Health Resource on Broad Street. Yes. Uh, there's a Texas Health, uh, is that a rehab center on Miller? On Miller, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh -huh. uh, I, I drive 
pass that on my way to and from work. Yeah. Um, that it's it's not just the hospital at 287 and Lone Star, but there are little pockets of Texas Health. Yes. Around Texas Health resources, and that's part of the the family. It is absolutely because the logo is the same. Yes. <laughs> and yes. We I'm, try to be consistent. I'm putting two two two, two together. Here. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's go back to Chicago. Oh yeah 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 yeah. How'd you meet your wife? Online. Nice. Online. Yeah. We. Uh, At least it wasn't a bar. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. You met online. We met online and um, we went on our first date over lunch at a little place downtown right off the river mm-hmm. and sat and talked and man, for probably two or three hours. Great conversation. And before we left, I asked her on the second date and she said yes. Yeah. Uh, before that, we had a third and a fourth. And before you knew it, yeah, we were together. And um, yeah, we moved to Texas together, 2016, started our life together. New Zealand and Australia was our big uh, pre-kids vacation. Right. Not a honeymoon? Not a honeymoon. It was in 2018 All right. that we went uh, to, to New Zealand and Australia. And good thing we did because later that year, we had my first kid, our daughter. Nice. So Sophia was born December 26th. <laughs> My daughter's Sophia as well. Ah, F or PH? Uh, and F. Ah, we are too. Yes. And you know who else? James and Myrna Sellers. Shout out to the Sellers. That's right. Having a Sophia with an F. Due, uh, due in February. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, is Okay, Sophia with an F. Is she named after anyone? First name, no. Okay. Middle name is Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is my sister-in-law's middle name. And my wife and my sister-in-law are best friends. Okay. So that's how we got her name. My son is second. He's Theodore Carlton. Mm-hmm. And we call him Theo. Uh, we just love the name Theo. And then Carlton was my dad's name. Gotcha. So my dad passed in 2018. Mm. And so we wanted to keep the name alive, so we gave it to Theo. Yeah. And then our third kid, there there will be, (laughs) is due at the end of the year, and her name will be Grace Arabella. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. That is beautiful. Thank you. uh, We have two kids, and and I named my daughter's first name, and... And her uh, middle name is Esther, which, which, so my wife chose her mom's name as Sophia's middle name, Sophia Esther. Nice. Uh, So I chose the first name of my daughter. My son, my wife chose his first name. Okay. Daniel. And as a tribute to my dad, uh, I included his name, James. Uh, So he's Daniel James. Oh, nice. So... uh, I'm sitting at a doctor's office in the lobby waiting to be called. I pick up a magazine, and my wife is about eight months pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, I'm thumbing through, and there's this beautiful multi-page feature on Sophia Loren. Oh. And in this wonderful calligraphy script uh, is her name at uh, on the headline, yeah. and it's spelled S-O-F-I-A. Oh. And I'm reading this article, and and... Uh, looking at the photos of the beautiful Sophia Loren. Right. And uh, Sophia in Italian actually means grace. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you said we're going to name our third third child grace, I thought, okay, 
That's cool. You got Sophia, which means grace. Oh, wow. And uh, I hope that's not going to change. <laughs> no. Nope. That's, and, uh, and so I went home that day and I said, so I know we haven't decided on a name yet. What do you think about Sophia with an F? Mm. Let's do it. Oh, so that's how we were with our names oh, yeah. too. It was like immediate agreement with all three. Yeah. Like it was easy for us. Yep. That's nice. I, I hear people that struggle with it and... I remember my brother had a whole list that he and his wife, and they went back and forth. And mm. It was a process. What are the pros and cons of Michael? <laughs> and, oh, well, the pros and the cons are, okay, let's scratch that. Let's go to Kenneth. Um, we're talking with Texas Health Hospital Mansfield CEO Kenneth Rosen. We will pick up part two, the conclusion of our interview, next week. As always, this is the place where you'll hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and right there on the homepage, enter your email address where it says, enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry, Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jonathan Dodd. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield. Mansfield.